It's Lex McKee here. Welcome to the Productive Prosperity Podcast. Today, we're going to explore sales sense, signature sense, and sensational business. My eldest son, Samuel, has begun working with Scentair UK, an innovative marketing and advertising company specialising in the use of scent to enhance the customer experience and thus sales, plus customer retention, repeat business and loyalty. Sam and I are enthusiastic about the sensible use of sensory stimuli to boost productivity. He's approaching this from the angle of getting more sales, and I originally approached this through exploring the use of senses to accelerate and deepen the learning experience. I'm excited that our journeys have joined together to give deep attention to using all five senses for enhancing people's experience. It makes sense to me. Let's examine the three strands. We're going to examine together, first of all, sales sense, how senses can become part of the decision to buy and a reason to stay. We're going to explore signature sense, how every brand can and should have a set of sensory markers. Sounds like a pen set, doesn't it? And finally, sensational business, where senses become core components in creating an emotive, tribal experience for the ultimate business structure, a self-replicating company. First up then, sales sense. Think of the customer's journey. It's a journey marked with sensory triggers. Whilst these are usually unconscious, they need not be. If you lend me your imagination for a spell, let's pop back to your last retail experience. Mine was a trip to Tesco Express in the village. Ask yourself these questions. What did I smell? Yes, scent is the number one significant impact factor. What did I see? Sight is the sense we are most conscious of. What did I hear? And compare this with other shopping experiences. What did I touch? You'll be surprised at how much you touched. What did I taste? I'll be fascinated if you got to taste anything at all. With five doors through which to judge the world as safe or dangerous, good or bad, we have five doorways to perception that we should consciously use in marketing, sales and customer delight. Firstly, scent. What did you smell? And were you conscious of it? Tesco Express usually smells fresh. The flowers and the fruit and the veg are your contrived first point of contact. Something supermarkets have known about and used for decades. Newsprint is to the other side of my entrance experience. Good news. I particularly like it when they have strawberries piled up near the tills too, since this is one of my favourite scents. Leaving a good last impression to match the positive first impression. Of course, this is a two-edged sword. My friend works for Asda and their tills are often loaded with chewing gum. Suffice to say, I hate. I use the word wisely and accurately. The scent of chewing gum. Even writing the words, typing the blog, has an unpleasant sensory association for me. The result is I strongly dislike the end of any shopping experience at Asda and I actively try to avoid it. It is an adverse sensory reaction. Action. Our first choice point is to think about how scent could become part of our customer's journey. 
If it cannot be directly a part of the product or service itself, it can most definitely become part of the process of drawing attention to the product or service. The experience of buying the product or service and the delivery of the product or service. It's so easy to put scented beads into the packaging of anything you send. In fact, I'm surprised Amazon don't do that yet. Think back in history to scented letters. Perhaps you received one. I had a romance, at least by correspondence, with a lass living in at a convent school. She wrote me love letters on Eisel toilet paper. Trust me, it was more romantic than you might think. It was certainly memorable, and I still love Eisel. Secondly, sight. Seeing is believing. It's true, and your brain has backup evidence for that. 30% of your cortical brain space is dedicated to visual processing with the addition of the eyes being an extension of the brain. Touch uses 8% and hearing 3%. Scent is interesting as it's more involved with the nose brain rather than the cortex, a so-called primitive part of the brain called the rhinencephalon, directly associated with emotion. Scent is an emotional proposition, love, like, hate, disgust, attraction. At a conscious level then, Sight should be a conscious strategy. Think about how you could adjust the submodalities. Like the visual aspects you can alter on your TV remote. Brightness, aspect ratio, colour, contrast, flicker rate. My Tesco Express experience is crowded visually. The shelves are crammed and kept well stocked, giving a sense of plenty and abundance, but also of good pricing and the all-important bargains. Most of the staff have radiant smiles, and I avoid those who don't. In fact, a positive visual, vocal, social experience is a huge part of my choice of Tesco locally on a daily basis. Action. You'll be surprised at how easy this is. Think to yourself, how could I enhance visually each customer's experience? Then sit back with a pen and paper and wait for the ideas to start flowing in. Hopefully they'll be followed by an increase in customer flow and cash flow. Go bigger, brighter, more colourful, or tone it down to posh black and white. What's your favourite retail experience when it comes to visuals? Garden centres are high up on my list of favourites and second-hand bookshops. I like fabric shops too, especially the displays of buttons and wools. The fish counter at Waitrose is a work of art to behold. I would argue... These are all essential parts of my customer journey and experience. Three, sound. This is a fascinating one for me because of this question, compared with what? Sound is tricky for retail because of the understandably strong copyright licensing in the UK. If Tesco do have music on, it's played through a totally naff audio system. Compared with another local competitor in the next village, the co-op, Tesco would lose hands down. The co-op not only has a good sound system, they play interesting music to the point of me staying longer in store on a couple of occasions. Now, if that was YouTube we were talking about, anything that keeps someone longer on the platform gets positive rewards from the algorithm. I guess the co-op is the same. If I stay longer to listen to the music, I can guarantee that I'll buy more with so many beautiful foods to choose from. What music do you play when people meet you? If you're an event manager, how are you helping attendees think this sounds good. Action. Once you've got the legals in place, what will you do to choose to use music on purpose? 
What's the best sound system you could play it through? How will you be sensitive to volume? Too loud and you'll drive people away. Wrong choice of music and you'll drive people away. Get it right and you'll energise the retail or event experience. 4. Touch. Touch is another fascinating sense for me. I'm very touchy. At a sales event last week I met a man I've named the King of the Buttons. He's an importer of buttons and I explained my delight as a child and as an adult, but don't tell anyone, in sifting through buttons like treasure. He echoed the importance of buttons in making an outfit. The colours, the weight and the texture of the buttons are irresistible to me. Texture and weight are important. A posh watch is a heavy watch or a very light watch. My Tesco Express experience had no memorable touch points. How interesting it is that we use that language in marketing. Touch points. Allegedly, customers now need 7 or even 14 touch points before they trust us now. Could literal touch points help us? Certainly at the garden centre, I stroke the herbs. It's interesting actually, isn't it? I stroke the herbs and then I sniff the scent. So stacking up the senses. For me, Asda would do far better putting fresh pots of herbs at the checkouts. Action. What textures could you add to your customer's journey? What could they touch? One of the things I actively dislike about so many national trust experiences is the number of situations where you are commanded, do not touch. This is sensory deprivation and a major mistake in their marketing. How can you actively invite your customers to touch and let them know they are welcome to do so? How could you appropriately make physical contact with your customers? Touch is a challenging area, especially person to person. We shouldn't underestimate the power of it though in enhancing the customer journey. In a famous experiment in the 1970s, the library experiment, researchers assessed the public's perception of the library service in a UK library. When asked, what do you think of the library service? The common response was confusion. People didn't associate choosing and checking out their books with a service like other retail experiences such as shopping or visiting a restaurant. The researchers then asked, well, what do you think of the library? The answers were often picky and critical. The classification system was too complex, the lighting was poor, and it was often hard to get some of the books you wanted. In phase two of the library experiment, no physical changes were made to the systems. The same lighting, the same classification, the same availability. What changed were the sight, sound and touch aspects. This was back in the days of what librarians called brown charging, where non-fiction books had a little brown card in the back that was removed and kept in the loner's personal file. What was good about this was that the customer's name was on the envelope that stored the reference card. The enhanced sensory experience went like this. The team members were trained to look the customer in the eye, having got their name from the personalised envelope that would hold the book's reference card. They were then to use the customer's name and, when they handed the books over, to catch the customer's hand as if by accident. What do you think the result was? At the conscious level, nothing. When asked what they thought of the library service, the customers said the same as before. What service? I'll just come here to get books. But when they were asked what they thought of the library, there was an enormous shift to a very positive perception. Apparently the lighting was good, the classification system was easy to understand and use, and you could usually get the books you wanted. Wow. Perception is a funny thing. Best then to keep in touch with your customers, even if they don't thank you for it. 5. Taste. 
unless you are a chocolatier like Michael Collins, who is unsurprisingly very popular at our networking meetings, taste is not a given part of your customer's journey. It's pretty easy to add to the delivery, though. How many hotels and restaurants use that little bit of chocolate bait to get a tip for the maid or a bigger tip for the waiting staff? We know that the strategic gift of an extra chocolate can double a waiter or waitress's tip. Wrap this up in some great audio by saying, I don't usually do this, but... And you can really shift the cash flow. I recommend, yes, 60 secrets from the science of persuasion. If you are sending customers anything using packaging, scent and taste are easy aspects to add. Come on, Amazon. Signature sense. Signature sense is slightly different from sales sense in that the attention is given solely to the brand rather than the product or service. My sons tell me that I am Paco Rabanne man. They associate the scent of Paco Rabanne perfume products with me. I'm happy with that. For networking, I think it's utterly sensible and preferable to pick a scent that suits you and wear it always. That's for your personal brand. This signature sense is a different proposition to the sales sense we've already explored. Where the customer journey can be accentuated with many different scents, sights, sounds, textures and tastes, I think brand sense should be limited, single and significant, like a signature. What about your product or service brand? That's where scent air come to the fore with purposeful and strategic use of scent to get a specific outcome. Check out their case studies and you'll be sold on the idea. Action. If you were to choose a single scent, one colour or swatch, one font, one texture, one uniform, one song, a single phrase, a unique logo, one in every category of senses that you can consider, what would your ones be? This is brand sense. Sensational business. A sensational business is a sensory rich business and one that makes sense to the tribe. The ultimate goal of any entrepreneurial business is to move from a time-based provider of excellence through to a self-managing company where the team takes your place, finally through to the point where you create a tribe. This is when your customers become your team. They drive your product and service development and your company becomes self-replicating. It's no longer your company. It's ours. It's the tribe's. An essential part of that self-replicating DNA is the role that the senses play. Why does someone wear a Harley Davidson t-shirt? Will it improve their experience of riding their Harley? Yes, because being a Harley Davidson bike rider is about more than riding the bike. It's being a part of the tribe. Of course, not all attempts to get the tribe smelling the same work well. Ride hard, smell good, is the language used in an interesting article on how this didn't work for Harley originally. Their signature scent is still available, however, and is reassuringly expensive. Just because you fall off the bike once doesn't mean you should give up. A setback means it's time for a pause for thought, not time to quit. Let's leap together into the brightest, biggest, best future you can imagine and ask ourselves... What does our tribe smell like? What are they wearing? What do they look like? What would their tattoo be? What's their theme song? What's on their playlist? 
What are their tribal phrases? What words do they choose to identify with? Are they dope and super excited? What's their tone of voice? What are their favourite flavours? What do they like to eat? Where do they like to eat? What textures do they like to touch? Are they touchy-feely or hands-off? Enough already. It's a long blog. It's a great starter, though, for sensory marketing. And I want to smell, see, hear, feel and taste your results. Send your white-labelled Sauvignon Blanc or Chateau Neuf de Pap to, well, to me. Here's to your success. Thanks for tuning in to the Productive Prosperity Podcast with Lex McKee. I look forward to the next episode. Cheers.